Damas y caballeros, ladies and gentlemen, bienvenidos al show Vida en Zero Gravidad, Life in Zero Gravity. You know what it is. I'm coming to you live, coming at you live, coming on you live, all of that. You, you know how it is constructed at this particular moment in time. So, hey, um, I'm working myself to the bone and I'm trying my best. You know, I I try to give you a show every week. I have been able to do that since um, I was trying to remember November 2019. That's when this show started and I kept it up. You know, some weeks are easier than others. Most definitely. There, there's a lot going on been a lot going on in the world, you know, and, uh, I want to be, I strive to be that place you can go to get away from the ills of the world and just have a good time. Enjoy yourself. That's what I really want to this show to be. So I try to do that. Sometimes I'm successful, sometimes not, but I know like there's a lot of new listeners all the time. So I just want to give you like a mission statement. That's what I'm trying to do and I appreciate everybody who listens you know everybody who's out there giving this a little bit of play and I hope that I bring some type of joy to your day some type of thought provocation is, is that even a word I want to provoke thought <laughs> uh, I don't think provocation is a word it should be though maybe it is I don't know but I'm making up words like new jack that mother, he, if you, if you ever listen to our episodes, you're going to hear some words that you never heard before or like uses of words that don't make sense. One of the funniest ones is, I mean, he did this since we were kids. Like he would say, <laughs> like when a girl was making like, he meant to say moan, right? When a female moans, you know, but what he would say is like, she grunted and it's just like, bro, grunting is like for, I think of like. I don't know, like big weightlifter guys grunting when they're doing sets, you know, doing deadlifts. That's grunting. Ugh! That type of thing. Like, imagine a girl grunting like, Ugh! it's not, I mean, you know, to each their own. But to me, that's not a turn on. So that shit's always hilarious. I don't know. And it's, I, I enjoy his friendship. And I think we've brought positivity to each other's lives. But there are a lot of times where it's just like, yo, you got to chill, man. Like that time he like left my friends stranded at the at the like subway station in L.A. Like my friends went out there to visit him. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go. My friends still wanted to hang out because we're all friends. You know, we're all friendly we were, I, I think that kind of altered their relationship. I don't think they saw him much after that. And they're waiting for him for like, I think over an hour to pick them up. And New Jack is one of the biggest laggers I know, you know. And <laughs> it was embarrassing for me. Like, it's like, damn, I feel bad. And I didn't do shit. I honestly didn't do shit other than introduce them. But I feel bad. Because they're waiting on him to come to the subway, which is like a block from his apartment at the time. And it's like, he can't take the time to do that. And I don't know. It's just stuff like that. <laughs> stuff like that could really... It gets old after a while. I uh, 
I try to be a good friend, and I think I am a good friend for the most part. And but eventually, everybody has like a bit of a breaking point, you know. And like I, I'm not saying that I'm not gonna be his friend anymore, but I don't. We'll probably always be friends. But the thing is, sometimes I I go off a little. There's a time where that album was so delayed. And I decided, you know what, fuck that. Like, I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna make him finish this shit because we're like 95% done. We only need, we were 95% done for like six years, I think, something like that. I don't know the exact math. And it's just sitting there and he's not doing it. I don't know if it was a mental block or what, but he's just sitting there not doing the album. And like, I, I ended up having to pay to get it off of his hard drive that he fucked up. He never paid me back for that or anything like that, but whatever. At that point, I didn't even give a shit. I was just like, I just want this shit to be over, man. I want this to be out already. And I think we were still, somehow, even at that point, I think it still took like two years after that. At least a year, I know. It was just like, what? And then it dropped so randomly, and it was like he didn't tweak any of the stuff that much. Other than his solo shit, which... You could tell he, like, put a lot of time into mixing, and then the other shit, it's like he just slapped it together. It was like, okay, I don't know why you did this, because, I mean, it's not helping your case. But anyway, still ended up being, I think, I think it still is going to go down as a classic album, but it's just those little things where it's like, it maybe could have been an all-time great album, and that's the type of stuff that made it slip away from that, you know? It's like... A little bit of negligence in those areas. And I'm not trying to say that um, he didn't do a good job. I think he did. Uh, but at the same time, I think he didn't... His focus was just all over the place. And it wasn't where it should have been. And it took a really long time for that to come out. I'm glad that it finally did. And I think... I mean, I'm overall, I'm I'm proud of it, you know. Especially, like... For me, it's like a time capsule. So to hear how sharp I was even like seven, eight years ago. Wow, it's like eight years now. The time most of that stuff was written. That's crazy. So to hear how sharp I was at that time. It's, uh, or is it eight? I think I did that wrong. I think it is seven. Anyway, it's encouraging for me. Because it makes me feel like I... I had that ability and whether or not people always saw it, it was always there, you know? So it feels good to have that in the chamber and like, look back and be like, yeah, you, you did your work on that. You know? Um, I feel like I did as well as I could have done. There's not much that I would change other than the mixing, which I wasn't really tasked with, you know, even though I think me and, Gary and I did end up mixing a good amount of the album, probably like half of it. Um, it's It was just one of those things where it's like, you went to school for this, like you should have been able to get this. That was the stuff that was kind of maddening, is it's like you went to school for mixing and making music, and this album is just sitting here for years and years and years, you know? So I'm glad that it finally came out. It was such a saga. And by the end, I'm not even going to lie to you. I was just like, I just want this out. You know, I'm not going to trip on anything. I just want it out. It can't keep sitting on the shelf any longer. Like, it's got to be done.
It's got to be out. Like, and it, it came out. And I wish that uh, it came out earlier, but what can you do? Who knows what, what would have happened then? It is hard being in this game because it's like you can't rely on anyone, even friends. And sometimes it's even worse, like, with friends because they don't take it as seriously when they're your friend. They just think, like, oh, that's the homie. I can just leave that, you know, I could just finish that any time. And it makes it difficult. It's like, well, what, what, <laughs> what, what about all the work we put in? Like, why is it just sitting there? I don't know. Friends just don't take projects as seriously as, like, if you're working with someone you don't really know, or it's, like, maybe an acquaintance or whatever, like, they feel that sense of, like, oh, I should try to finish this as soon as I can, and it was with a friend, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get it done at some point, and it's like, I did my shit, I busted that whole album out, probably in the span of a couple months, I wrote the whole shit, you know, and... I'm just waiting there. I recorded the whole shit. I recorded some stuff multiple times. And it just... It didn't have to be that long of a process, you know. Um, I don't understand. I don't get it, you know. And I remember at one point it was like... After a couple of years of sitting around, I finally... Was, I got on him about it. I was like, alright, man, let's let's do this. Like, come on. Like, we... it's It's ready. And then he said that I was like acting like a woman for wanting the album to be out. And I I just snapped at that point. I was like, it's been three fucking years. Like, I think it was three years at that point. Like, I don't understand what you're waiting around for. I don't understand how this isn't out. Like, what's going on? Like, honestly, I, I don't remember exactly the words I used, but I know I went off and you could tell I was pissed at that point because I was just like, Nah, you're not gonna sit here and, like, lag this shit out and then, like, insult me. That shit is just a bridge too motherfucking far, you know? Like, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. <laughs> like, you can't just treat me that type of way. I don't need, it's weird. I, I, I have that issue in life a lot. Like, I, whatever you think about me, a lot of times... I honestly think, I I guess I expect people to think of me as like an asshole. I expect people to think of me as like somebody that just is saying a bunch of provocative shit all the time and is annoying and complains and like his music isn't as good as he thinks it is. And, you know, he's just, he's just, he's starting to turn into a middle-aged guy who hasn't accomplished anything. He's just that... 30-year-old rapper from our town that still hasn't made it big, you know, and, like, he, uh, he's immature, he acts like a teenager on, on the internet, like, that's, I guess that's kind of how I expect people to perceive me, you know, and I think it's important not to care what people think and just do you, because the reality is, my career is more successful than like 90-something percent of artists out there. They won't reach the heights that I've already reached, and I still feel like there's so much further to go, you know? But they won't reach the heights I reach. Most rappers won't. Most artists won't. They won't get those co-signs from Legends. They won't get those shows with Legends. They won't, like... <laughs> 
attract the fan base that I did. They won't get the plays I did, the downloads, and like, and that's without any radio play, without anything other than me just pushing it and word of mouth. Like, that's how I did it, you know? And finally meeting some type of connections, and that was it. So, it could, it, it's been a long road I feel like I made it a lot longer for myself sometimes I I wonder like should I have just signed with a label in my early 20s and just like did a couple albums and got out of that and just moved on like was that the route to take I don't know sometimes I wonder sometimes I wonder if I mismanaged that and I lean towards yeah I think I mismanaged it a bit I mean I thought that I thought this social media thing was going to be like, oh, you can make it. Like, you'll be able to just build a fan base organically. Like, everyone has an equal shot on here, basically. And you can just, like, you drop dope shit, you attract a fan base, and you're you're set. I thought that's how it would work. I, I was naive, you know. And the as time's gone on, I've learned. It's like, nah, this shit is still super corporate. And, like, you're never going to be seen by anyone if they don't want you to be. Like, unless you're paying for it. And it's gotten worse and worse over time where it's like, like, okay, I'll, I'll I'll be straight up with you. I'll tell you right now. I just looked today. I was like, I know that my, it'll say like your reach, how many people you've reached. I really haven't been on social media since my daughter came. So that's part of it. But, um, I have reached like 222 people in the last month. On an account that has like 30,000 followers. Like tell me how that makes any sense. Tell me how that is logical. You know. How? How is that possible? That I've only reached that many people. Like. With all the people following me. Like. The people following me aren't seeing what I'm doing. Like that's crazy. That's crazy to me. So I don't know man. Um. I know I talk about this stuff. It's good to refresh because I feel like I'm giving like young artists insight into this and, and people who don't know what it is because a lot of people just measure success off of sales and it's like all that stuff is bought and paid for. It's all just stuff that the record companies do, you know, for the most part. It's like they're buying the promo. They own the airwaves and they play, they get their artist played and that's that you know it's like and they keep most of the revenue from any of the music artists barely get anything off the music only time they make money is the tours you know and selling merch but usually the record companies make almost all the money off the music you know i've seen deals i've had deals in front of me where it's like Oh yeah, you'll start making money after you sell a million albums. And I'm just like, this was, I don't know, 2010, some somewhere around then, maybe 20, 2011, 2012, actually. I think, I think 2012 had a deal in front of us for Interscope. That was the contract. It was like, oh, you'll start getting paid once you sell a million. And I'm like... I'm thinking like, okay, I don't really make pop music. Like I'm not just out here trying to sell as much as I can. That's not actually the goal here. Cause I mean, for one, it's like, I think the powers that be are against that. 
as it is. But also, it's just not my thing. Like, a lot of times I'm not into just riding the trendiest wave going, which is basically how you make a hit these days. Just hopping on whatever the trendy wave is. So, I wasn't going to do that. And I, I saw the writing on the wall. I'm like, almost no one is selling a million copies anymore. Like... I might be able to. I think that I have actually made songs that could have been hits. Actually, several of them. But, like, nobody sells that. Especially now, like, nobody's doing that. Nobody's really selling physical copies like that either. What they're doing when they say someone went platinum, it's like a lot of it is them calculating streams as sales. You know what I mean? Which is always weird because it's like, for one, like, how does that how does that count as a sale if people didn't actually go and buy it? Like sales really don't mean anything now because it's all that. And in a way, like, yeah, I know record companies have bought people's albums to inflate the sales in the past, but this, a record company can just own a click farm and just run up the streaming numbers and produce a hit that way. You know, like, It's actually arguably even easier to rig it. <laughs> it's like you can just own that click farm. You don't have to actually buy any albums. You just like you can get a free Spotify account and just have it running up numbers. You can have a bunch of free Spotify accounts, have them running up the numbers. A lot of the other ones have free accounts and you can just run up the numbers, make money and cash out. You know, just bounce out. So, it's it's an interesting industry. It's just, it's so corporate now, it's a joke. And I don't know. Like, I don't know what the future holds, but it, it's definitely getting more and more difficult for anybody to actually thwart the system. Like the power structure is just so heavily in place and it feels like there's nothing you can really do about it so weird transition here but the submarine imploded right everyone's heard now about the submarine full of the rich people imploding um and somehow that mad cat's controller survived I think that's like the craziest ad. They need to capitalize. If I was the... Uh, I think it's actually Logitech that makes the company. But it reminded me of Madcast. It just looks like a bootleg controller. Like they could have at least got a PS5 controller for the haptics. You know. Or something. But the, the Madcast controller is just like... Man. It was crazy that that survived. Unless that's like Photoshop. I like the idea of it not being Photoshop and that being real, that that controller survived the implosion, you know, and it's just sitting at the bottom of the ocean floor. I like that idea. It's hilarious that that's what they were using to control that ship. I guess that shouldn't even be surprising that that didn't work with the submarine. You know, an implosion is crazy. There's a lot of different theories. I saw one that said that it's like a fraction of a second and nobody would even know what was going on. 
It's almost like an underwater supernova or something. No one will even know. According to them, like it happened so fast that nobody would even know that the ship was imploding. Just like everyone's just wiped out and that's it. And that's what I wonder like with the the Kobe helicopter crash. Like I hope that those people didn't feel any pain. I don't know if they might have, like um I okay, I'm gonna say this. I would advise you if you don't wanna know this to just tune out. Just tune out for a couple minutes because you're not gonna wanna know this. If you're a fan of Kobe, you might wanna tune out for a couple minutes. I was exposed to the autopsy report of Kobe and it was it was really disturbing. It just sucks to think of a legend going out that way. Um, and somebody that was very influential in my life, you know, and a lot of young boys and girls in L.A., you know, a lot of our lives. <sighs> so basically, Kobe got chopped in half. He's missing one of his arms. Like his whole lower torso, or yeah, his whole, his, his, both legs got chopped off, right? Part of his arm. Um, I think his, his eye was like, he had like a brown eye, they say. Um, his brains, there was like no brains left in his head or like very little brain matter. Um, and just, skull cracked like it was just all bad man such a brutal fucking way to die and it's just like i understand like people don't like kobe and the the rape case is always gonna linger for people but nobody deserves to go out like that man and with your own daughter it was just so brutal i know this is random and it's like way after the fact but it's just, it just kind of haunted me for a while. And I haven't even talked about it. I've known about this, like, since pretty shortly after it happened. And I've just, you know, I don't even know if I should talk about this, honestly. But it was just, it's brutal. And I don't know how I feel about them hiding, or, like, them kind of trying to hide the autopsy. Like... It is, everyone's autopsies, you can generally see them, you know. So I don't know if, like, you, whenever you're famous, if you get to a certain point, like, your autopsy should be hidden. I don't know, it just doesn't seem, it seems like if that's how it is, that's how it is. And it shouldn't be, like, special rules, even if you're, even if you're a legend, you know. I mean, I, I personally wish I didn't see that, you know. Um, I mean, in a way... I guess it brings more closure, but it's just like, damn, man, that's just so brutal, you know? It's just, it, it's one of the most brutal ways you can imagine. And then also, he was so badly burned that at first they recognized him just by his skin tone. Because, I mean, he was the, he would have had the darkest skin tone of anyone on that um, helicopter, you know? And...
they couldn't even recognize them. I think they recognized tattoos and skin tone, and that was basically it. And I don't know if they really had the details of anyone else, but you could imagine they probably all, like, had similar fates. I hope that they just, I mean, from what I've seen, it seems like they just died on impact and it was just over, you know? And I hope that was the case. Because that's just brutal to just feel all that pain. And it's like... I mean, to be honest, like, Kobe had a long career and he had the one incident where, best case scenario, he cheated on his wife. Worst case scenario, he actually raped this woman. And I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm not trying to say, obviously, if it was rape, that's a terrible thing. One of the worst things you could do, you know. Um, cheating, also not great, you know, not a great thing. But other than that incident, he never had really any other incidents on or off the court like he really had a pretty clean career and didn't get into a bunch of trouble or anything like and it's just nobody deserves a death like that but I don't feel I feel like he did more good for the world than bad you know like he brought a lot of inspiration and hope and Truly, like, a lot of people that really met him talk about, like, how supportive and, like, how kind he was, you know? Just, like, what a nice guy he was. Um, one of my dad's friends met him and said that he was just a really nice guy, that the guy and his son, his son had cancer, Kobe came and visited him and all that, like, just a good guy, man. Like, overall, everybody makes mistakes. And, I mean, personally, I never thought that he actually raped that girl. I mean, he did cheat on his wife. Like, that's undeniable. I don't think anyone's saying he didn't have sex with the girl. And that's not great. I mean, I'm not a cheater myself. And I don't think that's a a great thing, honestly. Um, but I'm big on, like, not letting one thing define someone's whole life. Especially when it's not, like, a pattern. It's not, like... That was something that Kobe kept doing or did to like a bunch of people. It's like, yeah, he had a, he made a mistake. I mean, we don't, we know, we'll never know exactly what mistake he made, but we know for sure that he cheated on his wife. Like that's clear. That's obvious. And, and the way he handled it was shitty, like, saying, like, I should have just paid him off, like, Shaq. Like, that's a shitty thing to do, you know? That's probably one of my least favorite things that Kobe did. And, um... It... It was brutal. Like, I... I hope that... I like to think that Kobe... Was a... If they're... If, in, if they were alive, or if there was some consciousness that they were going to go down. I like to think that Kobe tried to protect everyone and, you know, provided some hope, some inspiration, and just some peace at, in those final moments, you know. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, man. Um, just a, that's one of those losses that I still, I still can't believe most of the time. I still can't believe it, like, that he's actually gone. It's just so weird. It just doesn't feel right. It's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if it'll ever feel right. 
think it's always just going to be weird. You know. For me personally. Other people I know don't care. Or like. Not a lot of people that I personally know. But I know like online people. Or people can be brutal about it. But. I'm not big on. Celebrating anybody's death. Even when I was younger and less of a fully formed person, I wouldn't have done that with Kobe. But I'm saying there's maybe if there's someone I didn't like, I w- I would have. I don't know if I ever would have celebrated their death, but I would have been like, well, they weren't a good person, so you know. And that's like that's a shitty thing to do. We don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. I I don't understand. Like, and I think social media makes that worse. It desensitizes us so much. To where it's like somebody says a shitty thing and it's like, oh, I hate them forever. And like, it's just like a nonstop wave of like negative emotions and shit. And it's just, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of it. I feel like a lot of times I just want to be off there. I do like... I'm not even, I guess I'm not even on there that much, but I just don't, it just seems like a lot of times it brings more negativity than positivity, you know, but anyway, it's, it was crazy how many people made fun of that sub, you know, like social media, it's just, there's a lot of lost humanity there. Don't be that overly critical, hypocritical friend, you know, there's too much. There's a lot of hypocrites out there. There's a lack of empathy for people. And social media is not helping that. Because when everybody's just behind a screen. And it's just a profile. And it's just pictures of somebody you see. Like that's not a that's not humanity. That's just a display. You know. You're not, you're not feeling that person. You're not breathing with that person. Living with that person. Being around their essence. Like you're not experiencing any of that. So to you this person is just. Like a. An avatar basically. It's basically what they are. They're just an avatar. They're not anybody really. They're not real to you. They're just. Some random avatar. (laughs) You know. That barely exists. It's crazy crazy to me but I I want more humanity I want more compassion and care you know I want everything to be so desensitized it's just (sighs) sorry I know this episode's kind of a downer I'm trying my best to to make it you know (laughs) But don't be that overly critical, hypocritical friend. We have enough of that already. You know. In the world. I'm going on vacation in Mexico at the end of August. If you if you want a link, <laughs> I'm going to be in uh, Cabo San Lucas. So, I don't think I've been to that part. So that should be cool. I've been to a bunch of other parts, but not that part. But there's other parts I haven't been. I mean, it's a pretty big country so there's plenty of parts I haven't been to but I'm excited to go it should be cool I'm looking forward to it 
I don't get to go on vacation a lot. I do have to say, like, man, I've just been hit with, like, a wave of, like, just bad financial things. So it sucks to feel like I'm, I lost some of the progress I've made and I'm just, like, trying to fight out of that. But it's difficult and uh, there's just another expense. I mean, it was like a, I paid for a decent amount, or actually most of this vacation, like, years ago. I'm finally using it, so in one way it's good, but there were also, like, these hidden fees and shit that I had to pay, and, like, just, man, it's, it's a lot. It's still a pretty good deal, but it's not as good of a deal as it was originally, so it's all good. <laughs> Hopefully, um, I just want to, like, make the most of it and enjoy it. I mean, I don't get to travel a lot. I'm so busy all the time, so... Looking forward to actually traveling for the first time since, like, last December, pretty much. I guess I went and visited my grandma, but that's not really the same, you know what I mean? Like a real vacation. So, yeah. How are white people making pickleball popular? Like, when did pickleball, It like, the last couple of years, it just feels like it's it really more the last year, honestly feels like it's gotten more po like a lot more popular like it's been around for a while but I don't think most people played it up until the last few years you know and it's kind of just like a less athletic tennis with wiffle balls right and rack yeah with rackets and I mean it's not tennis rackets it's like paddle boards almost so little paddles so it's interesting um it's just interesting that it took off like that <laughs> I guess it's something white people excel at because it's not as athletic. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like, it seems like it's spread in like wealthier areas with like waspy white people, you know, for whatever reason. It's pickleball mania. You know, my mom works for like a real estate company and she was saying that her company is building these these uh, nighttime pickleball things where you can order drinks and all this stuff and it's called electric pickle and that just sound it sounds like a dildo right like somebody's got to change the name of that electric pickle just sounds weird like what does that what does that mean why is it electric I get it's at night why are you calling it electric pickle like and is electric pickle ball any better I don't think so <laughs> I'm just like, for real, they're building this, like, at the apartment complexes now? Electric Pickle? It does sound like it could be kind of fun, though. You got, like, pickleball leagues. This pickleball court that I played at today, it's like they got stands. They actually have tournaments there, and they have stands for the fans to watch in. It's just like, what is going on, you know? Like, they they've been talking about, like... Tom Brady, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant have been, like, investing in this pickleball league, and it's just, like, it's bizarre, right? I thought it was weird. It just seemed like it, it came out of nowhere. Now, all the all these people are playing pickleball. Eventually, the Saudis are going to be invested in it, because the Saudis are invested in a lot of our sports now. A lot of American sports, a lot of soccer, and or football in the UK and, and other parts of the world, you know, they're paying Messi all types of money just for appearance fees to go over there. It's it's crazy. I think they're paying him like hundreds of millions of dollars just to appear over there at events and stuff. 
It's crazy. It's crazy, like, being in America and, like, soccer being not really that popular here and just knowing, like, in other parts of the world, it's so popular that, like, its biggest, or he's probably its biggest star at this point. I feel like uh, Ronaldo, has, his star has faded a bit, although still a huge star. So the fact that the most popular player can get hundreds of million dollars just to appear. Like, they're not doing that with other sports. They're paying boxers a lot to fight over there. You know, they're trying to get MMA fighters. And it's 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 a lot. I don't know if they'll be able to do that. I think the UFC has kind of a monopoly. Um, but, yeah, they've been having big fights over there. Like they're tr And they're trying to make more. Why I could see Deontay Wilder seem like he's gonna end up fighting there. They did like the rematch between Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua out there, you know. They've just had a bunch of random fights out there. And like Riyadh, I believe it is Riyadh. Yes. So, yeah. They just build these like venues quickly, and put on these events over there. And it's I don't know honestly I think. Like, I guess it's not as bad for the fights. It's like, okay, well, there's always going to be a hosting site somewhere. You know, normally it's Vegas. That's like the biggest, you know, and the biggest fights are still in Vegas for the most part. But um, with these other sports, like, if they're investing in, like, teams and they own part of these teams, like, it just see it really seems like a conflict of interest. I don't know. To me, anyway. It's weird to have like a foreign entity owning teams in America and having like influence over the teams. Um, and I guess, you know, some American owners have done that. I know like uh, Stan Kroenke owns the owner of the Rams and I think he owns the Colorado Avalanche. And does he own the Nuggets? I think he does own the Nuggets. Yeah. So he owns all those teams, right? And, you know, he also owns Arsenal in the UK. Like a football team over there. Big team. So, it's weird. Like, that's like a more recent thing. I know LeBron owns part of Liverpool, right? With like some other investors. So, it's it's a weird thing, man. I can see LeBron owning a team. Oh, that that's something I didn't get into. I'm going to get into that. So one hilarious debate. <laughs> you know, there's LeBron, they, there's LeBron dick riders and Jordan dick riders. <laughs> and uh, their, their new thing is going to be, because LeBron, it's likely that he'll eventually own a team, right? Some sports team. I mean, he already owns part of Liverpool. But... It seems likely that he's going to own an NBA team. Jordan is selling his team. He's selling the Hornets. And people, the the new debate, the new way that they can dick ride is, I, you know, Nick Wright, one of the number one, a lot of Knicks are dick riders, right? That's like their nature. Nick writers, but uh, Nick Wright, one of the biggest LeBron dick writers, 
was he was saying like, oh, Jordan's Jordan's a uh, team ownership is a lot like his career with without Scottie Pippen, no championships and not many playoff wins. Like, basically insinuating that, like, Scottie Pippen made Jordan and, like, he couldn't win without Scottie and, you know, all this shit. And it's like, is that really what it's gonna, that's how that's gonna evolve? Like, now we're gonna dick ride who they are as owners? I could, I really think that that's gonna happen. It's gonna be like, oh, well, LeBron's team won a championship, so he's a better he's better overall at basketball than Jordan is like that shit is not really relevant man because honestly I mean Jordan he bought that team as far as I can tell Jordan bought the team by only putting up like 30 million of his own money and he's selling it for three billion dollars and they're trying to talk about like how it's a loss for Jordan somehow it's like a smudge on his resume and I'm like he just made one of the best business deals I've ever heard of <laughs> like he he paid that for the team and then the the total amount they said he paid was 275 million but basically what it is is he he just took on the debt of the guy but he only actually paid 30 million out of his own pockets for the team and now he's going to make 3 billion like that's crazy Three billion. The Hornets. Like one of the least relevant teams in the league. Three billion dollars. And somehow that's a loss for Jordan. It's just weird. It's like that's what you're going to do? We're just going to be debating that stuff now? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Nick Wright, man. He's something else. I feel like. I honestly feel like he already worked for LeBron media-wise or he's, like, angling for a job there. That's what it feels like because some of the takes are just so crazy over the top, like, riding LeBron. I like LeBron. I like Jordan. I don't have a problem with either one. But sometimes the, the like, LeBron fans I find to be annoying. But that's just me. So, yeah, Jazzy is a visiting family. I have to work. Please help. Please spread the word of this podcast, this Godcast. Get it out to the world. Like, I really want this to be, like, one of my main sources of revenue. I want to, like, actually take off of this. I don't want to work so much anymore. And I know that sounds like a nice dream or whatever, but honestly, it's like I put the work in, like I deserve to, I'm not trying to be a millionaire off this or whatever. I'm not trying to make a million dollars off this, but at least something for the time I put in, because I make like next to nothing now for this. And I put hours and hours and hours into this show. And I feel like I deserve more care than that, you know, so... It's disappointing. I guess right now we're like halfway through the year and I'm having a hard time creatively. I'm I'm not writing as consistently as I was. I'm not recording. I haven't even released a song since December and it's all because of how much I work. Like I'm just gassed by the time I'm home and you know, I don't feel like just busting out a song. 
it's difficult. So I'm hoping that I can make things better in the near future. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. I really want to make this happen. You know, I'm fighting for it. I'm fighting for it. I wish I was up there with Jessie visiting. I miss her, you know, and it's it's hard to be away from her. But I'm trying the best I can. Uh, I guess I'll get in. So I'm going to take a short break and get into your KZRO's boards coming up. Stay tuned to Life in Zero Graffiti. So this week was the NBA draft. And I mean, this is the first time in a while where the number one pick was like known by everyone as soon as it was picked. Like they started, or as soon as the, it was given out, <laughs> as soon as the draft lottery happened, everyone knew that Victor Wimbanyama was going to go first. He's like a 7... Is he 7'4 or 7'5? I forget. But he can shoot. He blocks shots. Like he's supposed to be... The the level of dick riding... The level of ball washing... On the sports outlets this week... Was just... I mean they were tripping over each other... To try to get a taste of his balls... Like all week. Like talking about... He's the best... I, I Like... It's already gotten stupid silly. Like they're saying, oh, he's the best prospect since LeBron James. He's actually the best prospect ever. This is the best prospect we've ever seen, you know, and like they're hyping it up to high heaven. And it's just like, what what would happen if he was a bust? Like if he just, because he's seven four right and he's super skinny what happens if he's just super injury prone constantly like tearing acls i don't wish that on him or anything like that but like it just seems wild to me that they're just so convinced that he's gonna have this amazing career because when i see him i'm like i'm sure he's good but his frame is so tall and lanky that it doesn't seem like it's gonna match up very well in a couple of years, but we'll see. I mean, if I had to bet, I think he'll be successful, but the hyperbole of saying like that he's the best prospect ever, I think that's the bridge too far for me. It's just like, I don't know about that. I don't know if you can say he's the best prospect ever that I, I, I just, I recoil when grown men ride other grown men's dicks that are supposedly straight. Now, if they're gay, that's one thing. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You ride dicks, you're gay. Like, that's what you do, okay? When these are two supposedly straight males, 
you know, and one is just absolutely gobbling the other's dick over the airwaves, talking about best prospect ever. Like, that's got to be strange. It's got to be a weird way to make a living, you know. I mean, I guess that's what I'm trying to do, but I'm not going to say stuff like that. I'll tell you that right now. So, anyway, we'll see. The jury is out on Wimbanyama. I just think it's kind of silly that the hype is that crazy when realistically, I'm sure he'll be good, but you gotta, if you, like, see more than that, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) But it's been funny. It's been funny seeing all the, the crazy hype. The Dodgers have won four of their last five. Pretty good. They lost today to the Strohs, six to five. But they won four of the last five. They beat the the Angels. And the Astros twice. With one loss to the Astros today. So they're getting it together a little bit, I think. Clicking more. We'll see. A lot of people think Otani's going to the Dodgers. I hope so. Honestly, I don't think you can, you almost like can't give up too much unless it's just ridiculous. But for the most part, I think you're going to get an okay deal. Like he's probably going to cost $600 million for for 10 years or whatever it is. He's going to get some crazy money. But this is, a lot of people in baseball are saying this is the best baseball player we've ever seen. So is there a price that's even too high? You know what I mean? such a valuable talent like I don't know it just seems like I can't envision there being too expensive of a price for a player of that caliber personally um and it would be it'll be interesting I know he was pretty close with signing with the Dodgers when he first came over like they were on his short list so he certainly could wind up there wouldn't be surprising at all. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Either way, I want to go to a game before he goes. It would be cool just to see him pitch. Because it's such an interesting story to me. Uh, I'm sure I'll revisit it. So, what was I going to Oh. So now we got Zuck versus Musk that's being talked about. Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg for the social media douche title. Now, um, I don't know who you got in that. Who you got? Zuck or Musk? I really don't know. I don't know anything about Musk's fighting abilities. He looks like when you see him, he looks like a bigger guy in terms of like, you know, like Zuck is scrawny, but Zuck actually does train in MMA. He trains UFC, bro. So Zuck might be a sneaky pick in this. I don't know. Part of me, I don't know. Like both of them are obviously very polarizing. Something about Zuck just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it is. Put something about him. 
I think it's partially the reptilian thing. He's not like a human, really. You know, he's just sus. Like he does, he doesn't seem to care about things. So, I think that's why. But I'm not sure. So Zuck versus Musk. It'll be interesting to see if it actually happens. I kind of hope so. I think that'd be pretty fun. Um, I know Zuck supposedly got choked out at some jujitsu tournament recently, right? But I mean, it happens. I actually saw videos of him training and stuff, and I thought they would be absolutely terrible. And I was like. This isn't bad. It's actually not bad. He didn't do that bad. I expected way worse. So I give him credit for that. <laughs> it's it would be it would be really bizarre if that fight actually happens. It seems like there's a decent chance it will, but how weird would that be? How would you feel? <laughs> so we shall see. I'll be right back for Book of Graph. read from the book of graph <clears throat> don't be that friend that always criticizes hiding your own fear with little bitch disguises you're phony but none of it surprises <laughs> i see your fake healing that shit's a virus don't be that friend that always criticizes hiding your own fear with little bitch disguises y'all phony but none of it surprises i see your fake healing that shit's a virus they want to stay on their holier than now. Getting progressively phonier is how. <laughs> Say I got the answers but it's weak to me. You frequently distort your own frequency. And you wonder why it is always static. You stay at it with your Broadway magic. Tap dancing and singing like canaries. You think that makes you magically fly as fairies? Barely halfway. You both don't exist, yet you think your opponents won't resist. Your phoniness is my philanthropy. It's quite a fantasy, you die so candidly. You think if you hurt me first, I'll hurt, it'll hurt you less. I dodge your Urkel circle and swerve the stress. Only time you were real since birth was death. In other words, you were never worth the breath. Uh. Don't be that friend that always criticizes, hiding your own fear with little bitch disguises. Y'all phony, but none of it surprises. I see your fake healing, that shit's a virus. And I'm the flyest. Thank you for listening, I do appreciate it. Um, as I said before, and... I uh, I want to have more guests. This week was... I th well, I've had a couple weeks of guests, right? Well, mostly Jazzy, but I think... I love the energy that she always brings, so... I count her as a legitimate guest. <laughs> Even though... 
I, am I breaking child labor laws? I don't know. Don't say anything. YouTube is going to demonetize me probably. But then she really wouldn't get, be getting paid. So now what, YouTube? Now what will you do? <laughs> but yeah, um, it's great having her on. She wants to move to California. Like she's wanted to for so long, but she's really pushing it more and more. And like, I really want her to. Um, I don't know if other people are going to want her to. I feel like they're not. You know, her mom has wanted to keep her in Texas forever and all that. And I just really feel like it shouldn't be that way, you know? It's tough. She she was born here. She's lived in Texas for a lot of her life, but not by my choice or by her choice. Like we both never wanted that. And I've always wanted her here and I haven't been able to have that happen. Like I love her so much. Like when I'm around her, that's like the happiest time of my life. So I just, I really want her back over here and she really wants it. So, if she didn't, I would consider moving to Texas if she just hated it here and there's no other way. But she doesn't want me to move. I've asked her several times. She doesn't want me to move to Texas. She wants to move here. So I hope we can make it happen. Um, I know no parent wants to give up, like, their time with their kid. But honestly, like, from what she, uh, Jesse says, there's, like... There's a chance that her mom's going to try to keep her out there for sixth grade. Neither of us want that. I mean, it seems like that's probably what's going to happen, but there's just always an excuse. She tells her stuff like, oh, then you won't get to see your little brother grow up and stuff like that. Just trying to bait her into staying. And the brother's a very recent thing. You know, he's less than a year old and they're just trying to, she's trying to hold on to any bit of power that she can, I think. It's pretty crazy. Um, and I don't know. For the most part, I think we've handled it well. But there's a reason why you want to be very careful about who you have kids with. I'm not here to bash her, but I guess there's a way to say it in a civil way. Our styles just do not mesh at all. And it's very difficult. So I hope we can come to a resolution. I hope that what's best for Jazzy is what ends up coming out of this. Because I love her more than anything, you know? So, I just want Jazzy to be happy. I want her to live the best life she possibly can. I think that life is here for her. I don't think it's in Texas. Texas is just getting... She's already experiencing, like, racism out there. And I'm like, for real? That's just ridiculous. Like, why is that even happening? What what exactly did... I don't know. What do we do to deserve this? You know, I just want her to be happy. I want her to live the best life she can. So that's what I'm aiming for. She has so much love to give the world and such a, a bright shine, you know. And I just really hope that it works out. It's been such a long saga and I've been fighting it so much and just trying to make it happen. And there's so many times where it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. 
feels closer than ever this time. So I really hope that's true. She deserves it. She's really sweet. You know, she's always sweet to people. And I don't know, I'm just very proud to call her my daughter. You know that. I have her on here. I'm proud of her. Um, much peace, much love to everyone, especially my baby. And I'll see you all next week.